What's up and welcome to the Best Day of My Life Project, a podcast created to help you better enjoy the process and make the most out of each day. Join me as I share my own trials, tribulations, and discoveries to be happier, healthier, and more present. Hey, what's up guys? Before we hop on to today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Get Unstuck Live 2020 is a third of the way sold out. The event is the last weekend of January 2020, and it's going to be an epic weekend. It's an immersive experience for your fitness, your physical body, your nutrition, your mind, your mental, your mindset, as well as your spirit and your emotional. Now, I know you guys got a lot going on right now, and 2020 seems like far, far away, but as you know, time flies, and it will be here before you know it. And so the question you got to ask yourself is, four months from now, Am I going to resent, am I going to regret the fact that I did not take advantage of this opportunity? Because I can tell you, I don't know when it's going to happen again, not like this. I've done a lot of immersion events over the last five years. They've all been a game changer for everybody who's ever attended. Just ask someone if you know them or watch some of the testimonials. This itinerary far and beyond blows away anything we've ever done before. Every activity, every topic is designed to fill your cup beyond levels you didn't even know existed. And so I'm telling you right now, if you want to make 2020 the best year of your life, you've got to be at this event. I don't care if you are local to Florida, if you live in Connecticut, if you're a listener that we've never met before in Australia or South America or California. We have listeners from all over the world. It does not matter where you're coming from. We've had people from all over attend and this is your opportunity. And so it's unstucklive.com as a URL. Hop on there, take a look. If anything comes up, you have any questions, ask me as soon as possible, because I'd hate to see you miss out on this opportunity. So it's unstucklive.com, all right? And of course, you can always find me at, at Joe Carabasi with any questions, and I hope to see you here, because it is going to be an absolute game changer for all who attend. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the best day of my life, Project episode number nine. What the hell are you doing <laughs> today? We're going to move past negative thoughts through questioning them. Is the thought lifting you up or bringing you down? What would life be out be like without that thought? Well, that's what we're going to explore today, guys. I at the time recording this is a Friday a.m. I slept in a little bit. I just you know my sometimes my Tuesday through. Thursday, I get very little sleep, and so Friday morning is a little opportunity for me to catch up a little bit on that, uh, which I don't like actually normally because I love waking up early and getting a fast start, even on days I don't have to wake up early, and then using like a Saturday or Sunday or sometimes both to catch up on sleep, but uh, this was awesome. I woke up to both my girls and and just seeing them and getting, getting able to like see them and just like chill for a moment and just watch them sleep. That might sound creepy, but it's not. I just, you know, it, it's it, it's something cool. So I appreciate that. And then from there, just did my thing, get up, and went and uh, one of my favorite coffee shops, and just and just started the day. And so here we are. And today's dad joke to help bring a smile to your day. Oh, I love this one. All right. I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> Oh, it's good. That is good. You should use that tonight. Sometime this weekend, throw that one out. And maybe, you know, if you're a woman, that might sound weird. Um, but that might actually even be funnier. So, you know what? Go ahead and use it. And then let me know 
because let me know when you crushed it in the room and everybody was dying laughing because that's a good one. But uh, to be real, <clears throat> let's get with today's quote, which is, you, you're so hard on yourself. Take a moment, sit back, marvel at your life, at the grief that softens you, at the heartache that wisens you, at the suffering, suffering that strengthened you. Despite everything, you still grow. Be proud of this. And it's anonymous. That's an amazing quote because it's, you know, it's funny. It's like, I don't, I, there's nobody who I, I, I know who could not relate to that. You know, it's just such a human thing to be hard on ourselves. And, you know, we, it's easy to get sucked out of our, you know, out of, out of reality and into our, our own self-limiting story to think that we have it so hard. But at the end of the day, man, there is so much to marvel at. And even is, is whatever you're going through, there are, there are positive things if, you, if you're able to open up your eyes and gain a new perspective with them. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I really like the, end, the last part because no matter what, no matter what happens to us, what do we do? We keep going. We're here. We're human. We're, we're you know, and, and sometimes better than others. But the, the moments of which we think are the worst times in our lives, like those are just moments. And then we move forward. And, and sometimes we could move forward a little bit better and let go a little bit more and be a little bit more productive. But the reality of it is, is like, we're still here. And, and if we're still here, we're winning. You know, we're above ground. So it's pretty cool. And today, you know, today's story I wanted to share, it brought me back to, you know, I was in, uh, I was in the subculture coffee shop today, and, which is uh, one of my favorite local shops here. And it's just a, it's a cool vibe. The all the baristas there. I don't know if they call themselves baristas, but the people behind the desk are all super cool. And I they had this. It's something about the smell in there. So it sounds kind of weird because typically in a coffee shop you have this aroma of coffee, but they also have like you know a kitchen there. And something about that kitchen. I don't know what it is, but it reminds me of the smell of. Golden Pizza, which was my father's restaurant. My father had a restaurant for 35 years in East Hartford, Connecticut. And th there was a smell that, I don't know, I, again, I don't know what it is that they're cooking because it's clearly not pizza. And he did, he, my dad did do more than pizza, but there's something, there's just like familiar, familiar smell that not just makes me hungry because all good smells make me hungry, but it just gives me this like, it brings me back to like, like childhood to my father to like all these things and I don't know if you can relate if there's something like sometimes our senses we hear things we see things we smell things like it can bring us into a certain vibe which is pretty cool but in that I started I started to sort of think about this quote that I just read to you guys and how I would micromanage myself I, I often might and I, I'm better at it now but I really would and how that relates to golden pizza is because I, I, you know, my father had us working when we were kids, like straight, like child labor. You know, we were working $2 an hour, you know, maybe, which by the way, it, I, honestly, at the time, I, I actually liked it. Like it was a time I got to be around my dad. It was like a cool, it was kind of cool to like have that responsibility. I always liked to work. So, you know, I didn't even mind it as much, but looking back, it was, it's just pretty funny to think about it. But, and I'm, by the way, I think every person should work in a restaurant because that is some hard work. But, you know, being though that my dad was old school and he, he brought us up, just giving us responsibility. So I was cooking at like 12, 13, 14 behind, you know, cooking pizzas and whatnot. And I never forget, it was something, I think my actually older brother, who's also in that industry, had shared with me. He's like, 
when you're, you know, as I asked them, I'm like, well, how do you, like, when you're cooking this, like, there's no timer, because there's no timers on those pizza ovens, like, how do you know it's going to be ready, and then you're, you know, you're in the oven, you got multiple things in there, like, how do you know what's going to be ready, and then you got new orders coming through, and you're doing that, and all of these things, and you got, you know, something in the back frying, like, how are you able, and he's like, he explained, he's like, there's this internal timer, he's like, an internal timer you got to develop in your head, where you just, you have, like, you have to sort of, like, compartmentalize each thing, and sort of know, you got to know what's in there and just associate its own timer and, and just continually check and be on the ball with it. And I, and I was never like the best chef in the world. I, I do, you know, I can do what I can do, but, uh, and I wasn't the greatest in that industry per se. Um, uh, however, it did teach me a lot, but my point of sharing this is in my adult life, especially, you know, as a business owner, I would often micromanage myself like this internal timer I would have when I would do little tasks and be like, oh my God, this is taking too long. Well, if I go do that, it's going to take too long or, and like all the way down to like the silliest of things, like you would be, you would shake your head in disgust if I told you the way sometimes my mind would work about like just judging not utilizing every single second of the day. And I remember I was speaking at a retreat, uh, Steve Knox's retreat, and there was a an old G there, Rod, and Rod was like, <laughs> Rod shared something with me. He's like, uh, you know, I was, I was, he was also speaking, and and after our talk, we had another talk amongst ourselves, and he asked me something like, oh, what was your something about like what am I, what am, what's my biggest challenge right now, or something like that? And I told him I was like micromanaging myself. And, and he's like, yeah, man. And I forgot exactly what he said, but he gave me some great advice. And he's in, then he was like, it's going to be all right. <laughs> and like, he's got this voice that's like, you know, you just want to listen to him talk. Cause he's just so comforting and he's super smart, of course. But, uh, he was just like, it's going to be all right. Like, in other words, don't let whatever it is that's bothering you, like occupy your mind thinking that you have to be super productive every second of the day, like it's gonna work out. And from there, it, it really, really got me thinking. And, and I, it's something that I have been really aware of and working on, and it's not easy for me, but it is something that I'm working on. And, and so it, it, it begs the question, which is, when we're present, what happens? Well, when you're present, your fear and anxiety are absent. The mind is clear, or at least clearer. And when your mind is clear and you're, you know, you're not into the future or into the past, you're able to make better decisions. You're able to look at things more objectively. You know, it's, it's, you know, all of my life I was been told and whether it was myself personally, or I've heard people say it, or I've watched it on movies, you, you would hear people say, clear your mind, clear your mind. And I, I always just associated that with like, well, you're, you're angry or upset. So like, you know, settle down a little bit. But the more I learn about the brain and the more I learn about the ego it's very, and now I finally understand what that means, which is when you clear your mind, you're looking through the position of objectivity. And when you're objective, your emotion is not present. And emotion is what gets us to really be hard on ourselves in a lot of ways. And so, you know, mindfulness is often thought of that it's something that you, you just get when you meditate. And it's, that's not what it is. And not that, you know, that's not what Buddhist monks are like preaching. They're not the ones preaching it. They're just doing their thing. And we're all looking for them for help. Right. It's, it's funny. Uh, you know, I read something somewhere, but it's, it's, it was so true about how many millionaires and billionaires go to Buddhist monks for advice. And yet the opposite is not true. Like no Buddhist monks are, 
are going to million. Like there's something powerful about that if you think about it. People who have all everything in the world are going to these people who have nothing and who are, you know, I, I I'm hesitant to even use the word happy because they are happy, but I don't think that's how they would define themselves. They're present, right? They're not letting things stress and, and eat at them as we do in our day to day lives, especially in the eastern or the western world. And so mindfulness I've found can be sought after many different ways. You know, one of the things I love about paddleboarding is, you know, you're on the water and you're just, you're focusing on what you're doing and in that you are in the moment or front squatting or front, if you've got a bar on your freaking, you know, your clavicle, you're, you're, you have to focus on that moment. Otherwise it doesn't matter. If, if your mind's elsewhere, it's going to be very, very, you know, scary thing. But I would go beyond that because I don't, you know, sometimes I think exercise or doing something to get mindfulness isn't the best answer. I think it's a good bridge for us, especially if you're a type A maniac like myself. But ultimately, being mindful could just be looking at something in nature and just staring and noticing everything about it. It could be when you're driving, focusing on every little thing, focusing on the car in front of you, focusing on all the signage, focusing on the pavement of the road, the coloring of the uh, of the paint on the road. You know, whether or not there's grass around. I mean, there's, there's so many things you can focus on and, and see when you're driving. And so it can, all, and through this, and that's a good way to sort of bring you into the moment. But another good way to be mindful is, is simply just by questioning your negative inner voice. You know, like, so if, going back to my example of myself micromanaging myself, if I would literally like think about, uh, of course, and I can't think of a good example now, which is a good thing because it means I have been better with it. But, you know, it would be as little as like, you know, having a, a, a friend who I wouldn't, you know, who I haven't seen in months and he's just visiting Florida, visiting another friend and he's in the area. And this has happened several times, I'm embarrassed to admit, both in Connecticut and down here, where it's like I'm calculating in my head what I have to get done and how long I could be to see that person just so I can get everything done on my to-do list. And like, that's just absurd. It's ridiculous, right? And I can see that now, right? I can see that when I question it. But in the moment, I didn't see it like that. In the moment, I'm like getting nervous and I'm like, shit, like I, I got to do all this and uh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, I'm going to spend time there. And as a result, what happens? I'm in my head and I'm not present in the moment enjoying his or her company. And so today I invite you for a, a very important self-reflection, which is, when something comes up, I want, or, you know, so we can do this two ways. One, in the moment when, when a negative thought shows up, right? But also you can do it in this moment now, just thinking about, you know, ways of which you have negative thoughts in your, that, that come up and that eat away at you. And question, how does that thought help me better enjoy each day? And just sit there, sit with it, like question it, literally. You can say it out loud or you can think it, or you can write it down in journal, of course not if you're driving, but then from there, what would you be like without that thought? So again, it, it's identifying which, what negative thought that is showing up repeatedly, or next time a negative thought does show up, either or, I suggest both, question, how does that thought help me better enjoy each day? And then, what would, I, what would life be like without that thought. I invite you guys to consider that. And as always, I'd love hearing from you. Hit me up at Joe Carabasi. Guys, that's what I have for you today. Hope you have a good day. 
and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, you know what time it is. Go out there and make the best out of today. One of the ways you can do that is by inspiring others. Share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, shoot, cool stranger, whoever you think could benefit. And if you haven't yet, go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast so we can continue to learn from feedback and add more value to your life.